welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny show. Uh, I'm just going to tell you up front, uh, I am wicked punchy. <laughs> oh, dear Jesus, help me. I am so punchy today. I'm like tired. I'm tired. I've been talking a lot today. I had two, uh, two one-to-one um, clients today for the quest, you know? And um, did a podcast intro, doing a podcast now, did something else. Like, you know, when you're just like at the end of the day and you start to get a little squirrely. So I'm going to do my best to stay focused on this episode. I have no idea what I'm going to call it. either. <laughs> Ooh, click buckle up for safety because KK, I have no idea what's about to happen. But I do know that I have a, a story or two that I want to tell you. And I hope this episode in some way is helpful to you. I think of, I, like I was saying to my sweetie earlier, um, I think of these episodes as ways to kind of like share a little love from my heart to yours and to also talk to you about things that um, matter to me, things that surprise me or make me curious, the things that I learned, the things that might be helpful because they were helpful to me. Maybe they'll be helpful to you. So this is just like a little, a little love letter, a little love, love, love letter from my hat to yours. So this is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, I'm going to start with a story. Okay. So a gazillion years ago, <laughs> at least that's what it feels like a gazillion years ago when I did my yoga teacher training at the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health. Now here's the deal. I was already teaching yoga before I ever got certified but I did it officially. Um, you know, this was like 20, I think it was like 22 years ago. I went and I did my YTT at Kripalu and it was, that's a whole story in and of itself. I can do a whole episode uh, uh, just about what that whole experience was, but to stay on track, to stay focused, uh, I'm just going to fast forward to the part where we had all these different guest teachers. Okay. So we had, our initial like foundational crew of teachers and then other teachers in the building would like come in and like teach us about this little portion of yoga or this little portion. So uh, one day, one of our teachers, uh, Jeff Migdow, who was also an MD, is also a doctor. He came in and he was talking to us about pranayama which is uh, some of you might know it as breathing exercises, right? Or breath control. So he was there to talk to us about pranayama and nutrition. Like I said, he was an MD. And we also got into other things. We were talking about smoking and uh, all, all, like all different kinds of stuff. But really it was about uh, a larger discussion about what we were putting into our bodies or what people put into their bodies. 
So this was really fascinating and I'll never forget. So at the time, at that time, this was uh, pre me being um, 100% vegan, okay? So when you go to Kripalu, um, it, at that time, it was, it was all at least vegetarian. So there was only vegetarian and vegan options, right? They didn't have coffee in the building, no stimulants in the building. It was like really way more hardcore than it is now. And so uh, it was a really different experience being there and fully changing my diet, except for the sugar, like I, cause I had contraband I brought in, I was like, I was like the sweets, the sweets dealer. Uh, I had, I had like Twizzlers, Twizzlers, which are vegan PS most, most, most of them, like the original red ones, those are vegan, not saying they're good for you, but I, I would always like, people would come to see me and be like, Hey, psst, can I get a, can I get a Twizzler? <laughs> And they were jonesing for some like hardcore sugar. Oh my God. It just makes me laugh and laugh anyways. And we're back. So, you know, we're there and we're learning about all these different kinds of things about moving our body, breathing, uh, meditation, connection, like all these huge things. Okay. So Dr. Migdow comes in to talk to us all about nutrition, food, things we're putting in our body, blah, blah, blah. The effects of different things, smoking cigarettes versus smoking weed, like all these different things. Okay. None of which I was doing any of that at that time anymore. I, I got that out of my system as a young, as a younger, as a younger person, but here's the thing. Listen, listen to what he said. Now, I don't know if he said it exactly like this, but I'm recalling to the best of my ability, something that he said, and this is what he said. The food you eat becomes you. And I was like, okay. Now, some of you might be listening to this like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock, right? Our body is constantly regenerating our cells, right? The blood, the oxygen, we put like all, da, 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 all these things. The body is kind of this regenerative, regenerative um, piece of, uh, we're not a machine, but you know what I mean? It's a piece of machinery. Like it, it this is what it does. But he says, the food you eat becomes you. And I remember just thinking like, whoa, I had never thought of it that way before. And then he said, the things you put into your body become you and your thoughts. And I was like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes for a second. I had definitely never thought about that before. Okay. The food you eat becomes you. Interesting. The things you put into your body become you and your thoughts. And I was like, this is fascinating. And then he said this, you have to ask yourself. So you sit down to eat or you grab something, you're about to stuff it in your pie hole, right? Like about to, to shove it down your gullet, get in my belly. You have to stop and ask yourself, what kind of thoughts do I want to be having? What kind of thoughts do I want to be having? And then he says this, do I want to have a vibrant organic carrot thought or a processed orange Doritos thought? I obviously was moved by this, this little snippet of information because I remember it now 22 years later. But let me, let me just repeat that. Now visualize this in your mind. Use your noggins. Use your, use, your, use your imagination center. Think about this. Try to imagine this in your head. 
about to eat something, you got to ask yourself, what kind of thoughts do I want to be having? Do I want to have a vibrant orange carrot thought or a processed orange Dorito thought? We could even call it a processed orange Cheeto thought if you'd like, right? And I was like, whoa. And I've just never forgotten about this. So then fast forward. So, you know, Kripalu, Kripalu is one of the largest, if not the largest um, yoga and health and spiritual center in North America, right? And then you have like, they're not related, but I would call it Assista, Assista Center, which, which is the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. And their campus, it's also one of the best, like, you know, spiritual centers and places like, you know, again, in North America. So these students like Esalen in California and all these different, these different places, right? So I used to also go to Omega and uh, take classes there and learn from, you know, brilliant, you know, guest teachers and stuff like that. And then I was lucky enough and had such a blast. I taught there four times over four years, over four summers. And that was fantastic. And when you're walking along their campus, they have all kinds of incredible stuff. There's like, you know, there's like um, fields over there and there's like a basketball court over here and there's little gardens over here and you see the little groundhogs and all the wildlife. And it's just an incredible campus that you get to walk around. If anybody's been there and you listen to this, you can double in hands because you know what I'm talking about. But there's a, a pathway from kind of like the hangout area where the cafe and the store and stuff is on campus. And you cut through this little garden area and then you go up to where the dining hall is, or you know, the larger calf where people gather to eat the food. And one day as I'm walking through there, I look over and I see these, um, let's call them planters, right? So you know how like you have outdoor planters and you put plants in them or whatever. And they're these big stone planters. I'm gonna, for the people who are watching this, I'm gonna hold up a picture so you can see it. But for those who are just listening, I'm gonna describe it. So just imagine that there was like a huge, like uh, kind of beautiful Buddha head, but it's cut off at the shoulders. So it's just from like, you know, um, high up on the chest up. So it's just the head. So you have the shoulders, then you have this beautiful face. And then imagine resting on top of this large granite stone head. There's like a basket or a little flower pot. Okay. So this is what I'm seeing. So as I'm walking along, I see this huge statue. They're probably about waist high. They're, they're big. That's how tall they are. And up on top, there is a vase full of beautiful, colorful flowers. So I'm going to hold it up. Okay. So those of you who are watching, you can see. Okay. So we have the statue, we have the big flower pot, and then we have some like peat moss or something in it. And then we have this bouquet, this arrangement of beautiful flowers. And I'll never forget walking by that one day. And I stopped and I looked at the Buddha head. I looked at the, the, the flowers and I thought that right there is a great symbol of a orange carrot thought. <laughs> and I thought to myself, may we all, wouldn't it be cool if we all had such beauty bursting from our minds that our thoughts were like that, like, like flower blooms, like petal blooms, right? Like beautiful arrangements of the creativity and the kindness and the love like emanating from our minds. And when I saw that, right, it triggered something from like, at that point, it was probably like 60, I don't know however many years it was, but it had been a wicked long time, like at least 16, maybe years since I had um, done my yoga teacher training at Kripalu. And there I am walking through the campus and I thought, oh my God, that to me represents 
that thing that I heard so long ago from Dr. Migdow about ask myself, what kind of thoughts do I want to be having? And if I want to be having really vibrant, great, creative, uh, innovative, loving, bright, um, you know, thoughts, I have to be mindful of what I'm putting in my body. Okay. This then, got, this is how my brain works. I'm giving you a little insight into to my brain. And then that got me thinking about something that my meditation teacher, Ashwaran, says. And so now I'm going to make the connection. So hopefully you're looking at this and you're thinking like, oh, yeah. So what have I been putting in my body lately? Right? And how has my energy felt because of that? What has the quality of my thoughts been? The quality of my food, my nourishment, my nurturement, that's not a word, but you know what I'm saying, that my diet, whatever you want to call it, right? What is the sustenance that I have been putting in and what is it generating out? Is there a connection? I'm not saying to, like, I always say, this show is not about convincing anybody of anything. It's not about saying this has to be true. This is true. Jeff McDowell said it. So it's true. This is about, isn't this interesting? Isn't this fascinating? What do you think about this? I always want this show to inspire curious thinking and critical thinking and imaginative thinking and saying like, yeah, what, imagine that. What would an orange processed Cheeto or Dorito thought look like, right? Okay. And then fast forward. Um, I read this and I'm going to read the whole thing because I think it's so fantastic. It made me think about something that my, uh, my teacher Ashwaran said one time, and uh, I made the connection to this. this. Listen to this. This is so, this is so great. He says, nutritionists remind us that before we eat something, we should ask, do I want this to be part of my body? So I love that right there. Okay. And again, it makes me think about what Migdal was saying about this not only um, becomes you, uh, you know, the food you eat becomes you, it says it becomes you and your thoughts. And I thought, okay, that's really powerful. So here we are again, a backup source saying, do I want this to become a part of my body? And then he drops this sucker. He says, similarly, we should remind ourselves every time we go out for entertainment or switch on the TV. This is what he says. Listen to this quote. This experience is going to become part of me. Will I be better for it? Will it leave me comma? Or will it agitate me? Will it make me more compassionate? Or will it stir up anger or leave me depressed? Listen to that. This experience is going to become a part of me. He says, in other words, I'm talking about learning to make choices. Reclaiming the power to choose what goes into your mind. After all, don't you like to choose the food you eat? It's the same with what you feed your mind. When we start looking at everything like this, monotony goes out of life. Making these choices wisely throughout the day brings a deep integration of character, conduct, and consciousness. Mm, okay. So now we have these two different thoughts, okay? The food that I eat becomes me and it becomes my thoughts. And then the shit that I watch, the stuff that I listen to, you've heard me say it before, that we have to be 
I don't mind. I don't take it as an insult if somebody thinks that I'm picky. I am picky. I am picky about who I spend time with, who I give my money to, where I shop. And I don't mean picky like, oh, I only go to Whole Foods and only eat organic. I don't mean it like that. I am picky about how certain foods make me feel. I pay attention. I pay attention. That's a better way to say it. I pay attention to how certain foods make me feel. I pay attention to how certain people make me feel when I'm in their environment. I pay attention to how certain podcasts make me feel. I pay attention to the way that my inner self responds, how my body, how my thoughts, how my energy responds to the peoples, the places, the programs, the products, the, all the stuff around me. And I get to be discerning and I get to make choices and I get to make choices wisely, more wisely, right? Smarter, smarter choices for me. And to say, yeah, like when I eat that, I feel like shit. When I put that stuff in my body, I feel like crap afterwards. I feel bloated. I feel heavy. I feel lethargic. I get a tummy ache. I have to run to the bathroom, right? It's not, it's not good. It doesn't do good for me. But it's the same thing, not just with food, but what we're consuming, what shows we're watching, what information we're putting in, what news channels are you watching? Who are you listening to? What are you allowing into your sphere of influence, right? Remind ourselves, he says, every time we go out, every time we switch on the TV, every time we're interacting with the external world, he says, this experience is going to become a part of me. And if that were, let's imagine that that was just like boldface true, right? Like 100% true. Would we be way more picky, way more discerning, way more choosy, perhaps? I can certainly tell you that have been, there have been times when I've spent time in certain places or around certain people and I leave and I feel like, oh my God, I'm either exhausted or my body feels more contracted or I just feel like um, not great, more anxious. You know how there are certain people that in their presence, you feel totally safe and calm and it, the vibe is easy and you laugh a lot and there can be periods of silence and it's not awkward and you just get to be yourself. Versus when you get to have to go out and go interact with a group of people or whatever, and you feel yourself not being able to be safe and your nervous system goes on high alert and you're like, your dukes go up a little bit, or you just like realize I'm like, I can't fully express myself here because I don't feel safe here and I don't trust this. I don't trust them. I don't trust you, whatever the thing is. So you guys think about this. What if we were a little more discerning, not only about what we're putting into our bodies, right? And we can, we can just look at this across the board. Come on, we already know, right? We already know things about like how, how not good for you that alcohol is. There's more and more scientific research that is proving this. Go check out Andrew Huberman at Huberman Lab. Go check out, you know, Doc Amen. There's like, there's a ton of people. The science is just coming out. We already know smoking cigarettes isn't great for you. Hello, right? So there's some very pretty obvious things about particular drugs and different things like this, okay? Because some of them act like poisons. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just like, go do your own research, right? And we also know 
that certain states of mind, certain experiences that I know I'm going to go out and have around certain groups of people or things or whatever that are not going to leave me, as Ashwaran says, is this going to be, will I be better for it? You know how I, oh my God, it's like I'm having an awareness just as I'm about to say this out loud. You know how I say at the end of every show? Leave the people, the place, the animals, whatever, better than how you found it. Like, will people be better for having been in your presence, for you being there? I don't really have much more to say. <laughs> I just wanted to offer this up because it's been on my mind. And when I find myself, if my brain starts to go into a place of maybe some unhelpful old patterns, right? You know, it's like, oh, I am not having, look, you can choose any veggie you want. I just think the idea of a bright orange, vibrant orange carrot thought is so fantastic. But choose, if you want like a nice green avocado thought, run with it, you know? But what I'm saying is when I realize that the quality of my thoughts are not reflecting like that beautiful vase of flowers. If the flowers in the pot on top of my head look like they're wilting or dying, or it's like, oh my God, time to change the flowers. Maybe we should uh, do something about that, KK. Maybe we should take a look at that. And one of the things we got to ask, and I used to say, and I'm not being cheeky, but I mean, I guess I am being cheeky, but think about this. I always say, what are you putting in your body? Who are you putting in your body? Who are you spending time with? Who are you sharing like a relationship, a bed, a friendship, a business, whatever with? Because here's the thing, you know, we're, there's going to be times in our life too, where it was like, and you might be saying, but KK, sometimes I want, I want an orange processed Dorito thought, or I want a Cheeto thought. That's <laughs> like, so, uh, you know, or, or just not, maybe you don't want the thought, but you want the product, right? You want the product. I, I'm not here. I am not your nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not here to wag my finger at anybody. But just really be asking myself, you know, another question that I ask sometimes is, what would a person who really loves themselves choose? Sometimes I ask myself that question. You know, what would a person who really loves themselves say to themselves? Or what would, it, what would they choose in this instant? If I wasn't afraid of what, you know, blah, 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 blah. So maybe that will be helpful for you too to just consider or to think about. So you guys, I am wishing you, and if you don't like carrots, I get it. Like I said, pick, a, pick another veggie, pick another something that we know is good for us, okay? Um, and so I, I wish us all vibrant, beautiful, loving, flowering thoughts. May we all have them about ourselves, about each other, you know? Think about how different the world would be if we were putting really good things in us, really good things around us. If we were nurturing and nourishing and feeding those best parts of ourselves. So I guess I'll end it with that, you guys. So thank you so much for listening to the show. If you're somebody, and I, and I want to say this because here's, here's what I find so fascinating about this work that I do as a spiritual mentor and as a certified hypnotist, um, you know, weaving in spiritual mentorship and healing hypnotherapy and brain science and subconscious reprogramming. I have been having such a blast in the quest. And the reason why I'm bringing it up, A, because I run a business and 
I'd be an idiot to not share with you. <laughs> this is my work and this is what I do because it might call to your hat. But here's the thing I want to say. I'm mentioning it because I don't sometimes realize in my own um, business or just being a podcast host, maybe that's a way to say it, who's actually listening. And I often say it surprises me so often when I'll hear from somebody who I haven't heard from in years and they'll say to me, I've been binging the show or I listened to this episode, or I saw one of your newsletters, or I saw something you posted on, on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And I've been wanting to work with you for a wicked long time. And they're just now like either getting the courage or finally raising their hand and letting themselves want what they want and taking a stand for themselves, right? And it's just so beautiful and it's so powerful. And that happened to me recently. So I've been telling you guys that I had two one-to-one um, private um, coaching spaces for the quest um, available. And now I only have one <laughs> for October. So if, if this speaks to you, if, you know, the stuff that I talk about, if it, if it calls to you, if it, if it makes you curious, if it, if it speaks to your heart and you've been thinking about it, I always say, if you're ready, if you're ready to really do some powerful, transformational and wicked fun work, we learn, oh, I say it is deep work. It is powerful work and we have a lot of fun doing it. And um, it's very intangible work, but you know what's not intangible is the results my clients get. And um, I say that with humility because uh, it's not about necessarily, oh, me, although I, of course I'm a, I'm a part of that because um, I'm the one who's doing the, the program, you know? But what I'm saying is it's the power of this work. And so these things that I talk about on the show, they're little snippets, or as my friend Linda Tai would say, little sips, it's just a little sip, sip. So when I do these programs, when I do these episodes, when I do the podcast, I'm just kind of giving you little sip, sips of spiritual uh, thinking, spiritual principles, spiritual thoughts woven in with, with storytelling. Uh, because I know that you know having intimacy with these kinds of questions and these kinds of things um, and doing this kind of work, it changes lives. So if you're somebody who's been wanting to work with me, I now have one spot open left for the quest, my spiritual mentorship and uh, hypnotherapy uh, program to work together. So it's three months. It's three months of uh, mentoring with me about getting to know you, like really coming to know yourself. Uh, and, you know, th these are the things, you know, and when I, when I think about what, again, what, what Dr. Migdow says, when he says, uh, you know, the things you put in your body, things you put in your mind, they become you. These things become you. So if the you you've been being <laughs> lately hasn't been feeling like your best flowering mind, vibrant orange carrot self, then send up a flare right? Send up a flare, shoot me a direct message, shoot me an email, Karen at karenkinney.com. Go to my website, hit the contact thing, shoot me a message and say, you know, you just let me know you're interested uh, and that you're ready and that you're serious and that we'll take it from there. Okay, you guys, wherever you are, first of all, thank you for listening. And then wherever you are, wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment and yourself better than how you found it. May you leave people 
and the animals and the place feeling more happy, more grateful that you were there, right? You know what I'm saying? That your presence was a gift wherever you go. May you be a blessing. Bye, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. (laughs) I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.